joy is contagious. And if you are fortunate enough to find it effortlessly in things, then you should spread it and you should share it. Welcome to another episode of the Witch How I Podcast. My name is Landon. Today's episode is brought to you by Il Primo Espresso Cafe. If you're looking for a place to study, work, or just stay warm, look no further than Il Primo. With two locations now, downtown and at Woodlawn and Central, it makes it convenient to meet up with your friends for coffee. Check out Il Primo today for your coffee fix. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Promise Pouch. With 25% of all car accidents caused by texting and driving, we wanted to help cut this down. Go to ipromisepouch.com to learn more and to buy a pouch for your loved ones. Today's guest is Kelsey Brown. Kelsey is a mom and a blogger at kelseybrownblog.com and at kelseybrownblog on Instagram. We have known Kelsey for a long time and wanted a chance to tell her story of how she built her blog and what inspires her. Enjoy our conversation with Kelsey Brown. All right, so we'll go ahead and get started. My name is Landon. I'm Candace. And we're here with Kelsey Brown. How are you, Kelsey? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing we're great. Um, Good to so see you. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see yes. you on FaceTime and talk to you. It's been a while, but I know too long. Yeah, so we've known Kelsey for a long time, um, yeah. but we'll go ahead and just let you. How do you introduce yourself to people? Um, oh. Your mom, your blogger. How do you introduce yourself? Honestly, just as I'm a mom, um, if people ask, yeah, if people ask what I do, I say mom first, and then I'll say, oh, and I also dabble in these other things like the blog, and I used to be a teacher. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's like, that's how I would describe myself. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so let's just start back at the beginning. So you grew up in Andover. We all actually went to high school together, which is really awesome. And Candace has known you for a lot longer than that. Kind of grew up as a sister, basically. Oh, yes. Um, so, so can we- you just walk us through that? High school and up to college and everything? Yeah. So we grew up in Andover. I mean, all three of us did. But Candace and I met back when we were in elementary school. And um, my sister and her sister met in the just in the neighborhood cul-de-sac and then we started getting together and gosh it was just like I mean we were just like sisters from the start and so we just did all the goofy things together and would um you know do neighborhood we'd make routines for (laughs) routines and um we'd like do wagon sales and (laughs) draw and you know lemonade stands and caricatures and just all the silly things you do in the neighborhood. Anyway, so we had such a fun childhood. And then um, Candace and I were the furthest apart. So like mm-hmm. I, cause the, the four of us uh-huh. girls were like, bam, 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 bam. Like you were all like a basically year apart. Right. So Candace and I were the furthest apart. So I was like a senior when she was a freshman. Um, so Candace, it was fun because like, she always felt like a little sister. Like she really mm-hmm. felt like a little sister because she was, it was, um, it was more of a, sisterly relationship in school than a friendly relationship and then I feel like as we've gotten older it's just become more and more like best friends and I love that um but yeah high school was great yeah um actually you know I take that back I didn't love high school (laughs) (laughs) really really didn't at least you're honest glory days high school and I know Landon you Mr. QB probably think that but (laughs) I didn't love high school I I actually probably enjoyed middle school better than high school. And I know that's weird. Um, yeah, I just was very, um, 
I don't know. It's not that I was, I mean, yeah, I was obviously insecure, but I just also feel like I had, I was like on the cusp of so many group of friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and not really in any one group of friends. And that was, that was weird. Um, anyway, I thrived in college. That's, <laughs> that's my, that's why I came alive. Uh, just real quick in high school, I was telling Candace, I was like, I'm going to have to bring this up, but, uh, my sophomore year, your senior year, we had weights class together and we actually got partnered up together because <laughs> I think they went by like how much we could squat or something. And we were the closest. Oh so. Okay. I don't even want, I don't want it. I know this is, this will sound bad. I really don't remember that. <laughs> that's fine. I, I just think it's hilarious because so you were, you were an upperclassman. I was a sophomore and I thought it was cool. That's so. so embarrassing. That is embarrassing though. No, I mean, I always knew you and loved you in high school, but that's hilarious. I didn't even I don't, I don't remember that, but I'm not surprised because I did have, I had a lot of success in weights in high school. Yeah. Like Powerlifting, right? Yeah. State camp, right? <laughs> yeah. That's so ridiculous. But yeah, I forgot that about that stage of my life. Yes. Yeah. I was a state champion. <laughs> I won bench squat and clean and overall. That's awesome. But no, it's really not because that was in the 105 and under weight class, which ah. you know, so many girls are doing state yeah. champion or state at least one under 105 i was like a part of i would think there i think i was competing against like three other people <laughs> hey state champs to state champ that's all that matters i know i know no, no, um, so after that you went to k-state and you were a cheerleader can you talk about that a little bit yeah, yeah. what made you want to go to k-state um gosh this is also a stupid answer i just have a bunch of not stupid i just have a bunch of silly answers no it's great um, i went to college at k-state because most of my friends went there. <laughs> that's, so, I mean, yeah. hey, that's why most that's a lot of people, yeah. Schools. I know, but that's not like a really noble answer. You know, I wish I could be like, I wanted to go because I wanted to be the black sheep and get out, spread my wings. That is not the that is not the circumstance. Um, and then with cheer, I didn't. I decided not to cheer my first year. Um, I didn't have the best experience toward the end of high school with cheer. Um, so then I was like, nah, I'm done with that. I'm not going to do it anymore. And then, um, and then in college that first year when I was going to tailgating and going to the games and I just would stare at the cheerleaders and like, I just missed <laughs> it so much. I just wanted to be a part of that. So I started kind of dabbling and going to some of their open gyms and things like that through the end of that year. And yeah, so I cheered after that and it was just a ball. I loved it. It was so fun. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's the experience of cheering at the college level was so beyond what, I mean, high school is fun because of the, the tradition and the, you know, the homecoming and all that and all the mm-hmm. like confidence yeah. that's around it. But college, it's like, that's when I really learned what a first down was. You know, I didn't know what a first <laughs> down was. I, that's the difference. In high school, you can cheer all four years and never know what a first down yeah. is. But then in college, you have to know that you can't just you can't just coast along through a game, <laughs> a D one game, and not know what a first down. So right. I think it was just really a cool experience. Um, loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. And were you you're in a sorority, right? Yeah, that was like my backseat gig. Sure. I loved my sorority, but I mean, when I think that also when you're in a sport, you kind of have to pick which one to give more of your attention right. to. And so I picked my sport. That but, was kind of your sorority. It was the cheerleading. Yeah. Movie. I think I just, I, I was more invested in, um, in that group. Um, but I loved my sorority and I love my sorority sisters. And I think that when I stopped cheering through college, I also got closer with 
my sorority sisters and that was fun too. But yeah, the, the year that I lived in the house, cause I lived in the house just one year in mm-hmm. the sorority house. And that was, and that was the year I also cheered. So I just really wasn't around the sorority much and I couldn't make it to a lot of events. Um, but yeah, that was just, I mean, there was so much going on, you know, between cheer and sorority. It was such a fun, such a fun season. I loved it. So yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's packed full. I mean, most people only mm-hmm. do one or the other. So that's yeah. I mean, well, meet college, a lot more people. College and... is for right. College is for like doing all the things, and you don't have anything holding you back or tying you down. Um, I mean, in y'all's case, you had each other, but yeah, <laughs> tying you, holding you back and tying you down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but you, you know, you don't have. I mean, you have school, and that's like right. depending on what you're. I was in education, so that clearly wasn't very hard. And I just had a lot of. I had a lot of time to do all the fun things, and it was really great. Well, I think Didn't it's so cool, too, looking back at, like, <clears throat> pictures of you in college and things and, like, seeing, like, your professional, like, K-State. Like, I mean, you're getting stunted up in the air. I mean, it's just the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like, cool. with fans so surrounding behind you. I, I think that is so, like, yeah, I look at those, and I'm like, cool. that is so awesome because Thanks for my college experience did not look like that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to yeah. a from class and then went back home. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah, you are. No, you obviously. Are. Okay, please. If you don't know me, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm she not is that at all. <laughs> um, but no, it was definitely fun. I just, I'm the kind of person that I like to do. Like, I, I want to get into everything, and I get on kicks, and I want to keep doing it. And um, and I also am the kind of person that, like, I want to be the best at everything. Mm-hmm. And so if I start doing something that I like, I can't just stop doing it when I'm decent at it. I have to, like, keep doing it and keep doing it and keep right. doing it. Um, so I get myself in kind of um, overwhelming situations where I have so much on my plate. And that has rung true through my young adulthood and to where I'm at now. So yeah. it's, it's not always a good thing. It's actually more probably a bad thing, but it's, that's who I am. So you and Matt met at K-State, correct? Yeah. You want to talk, talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Oh, he's going to love that. Um, <laughs> so, um, gosh, Matt and I met the first week at K-State because I don't know. I mean, I guess some people might know. If I name drop Danny Collins, he um, he went to Andover Central with us. Mm-hmm. But Danny Collins was one of my best friends. Um, and Danny and Ben Clark, and I got to name drop him too. Danny mm-hmm. Collins and Ben Clark, they lived in Haymaker. Um, what's that? Dormitory. Dorm, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I almost forgot the word dorm. <laughs> <That's nuts>. It's <laughs> been a while. Like, like, oh, I was going to say fraternity. I was like, no, that was a dormitory. Uh, who says the word dormitory? <laughs> no, anyway, I... Um, I was always going over and hanging out with Danny and Ben always as in a couple times that first week. And one of those times that I was over there, um, I met Matt, um, I actually met Matt while I was sitting on the lap of my then boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Matt says that he remembers that time. And he says that he remembers looking at me and thinking like, Oh, I wish I was that guy. He, the, the girl was sitting on his lap. So I was like, I think you're just making that up. But I definitely, um, I could see him saying I that. I could too. I definitely remember that night, like meeting him because mm-hmm. I thought he was really hot. And then, um, but we were just friends after that. We were friends for like a year because we were always dating other people. Um, and I ended up dating um, one of his closest friends in the fraternity. And then while I was, date while I was dating somebody else he had expressed interest in me 
Um, so then it was weird because then I hooked him up with three of my best friends. So <laughs> seriously, at at different points in that year, he dated three of my best friends. Because um, I just want you know, I just want to keep him close. You know, I just want to oh, yeah. him around to see what he's up to. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then um, we went on a spring break trip together, like in a big group, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And um, th- he like rode with me and my girlfriends just because I asked him to come with us so we'd have a guy. And he was really eager to do that. And um, so- <laughs> the whole time he had Kelsey on his <laughs> mind. So <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Well, it's so funny because um, the ride there, he said, I-, I knew that I wanted to be with you. And like, you were the only girl in that whole car ride, th- that, you know, 12 hour car ride that didn't drive me crazy. <laughs> like all the other girls, he's like, you know, when you're a college guy and a car load of girls asks you to ride with them to, down to spring break. You're like, yeah, let's do this. Like that sounds really right. exciting. He's like, no, that was the worst decision. It's terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not a good time. Um, but obviously that's when, I mean, he and I were like in the front and talking while everyone else was sleeping and complaining in the back. So it was great. Um, yeah, it was good. It, that's when, that's when we, that's when our flame came alive and it's, it's we've been together since then. And so yeah, 10 years this year. Or this wow. Past, that is so August, cool. That's really cool. August, we have, we met 10 years ago this past August and then started dating, I guess, nine years ago. So, yeah. yeah. And you that's got awesome. married summer of 2016. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Then, same, oh, that was the, the same year as you, but different calendar year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Within yeah. a year. Yeah. Yep, fall 2015. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Because we got, we got both of us, you, y'all two and Matt and I got engaged the same month. Remember? Yeah. February. We were just really ready to get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We were like, oh, we need to make sure this is for real. We <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, so you guys, um, you guys were living in Kansas, and then you moved to Texas. What brought you to Texas? Yeah, so Matt is from Texas. He is born and raised in um, Tomball, which is like a suburb of Houston. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was cool that he was from Texas. I mean, even in college, it was exciting because he was like the Texas boy. And mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of people in Kansas who kind of love Kansas as home, but kind of wish they were from somewhere cooler like that. So I think that when I had the opportunity to move to Texas, I wanted to, I mean, I jumped at it. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like let's, let's live in Texas. Like that's cooler than Kansas. <laughs> but I love Kansas. And um, I mean, Kansas is home. And so I think that when you're younger, you are more excited by opportunities to live in a new place. And then as you get older, you kind of realize like the, the value that living at home brings Mm -hmm. you know um because there's definitely times now where i'm like where i definitely miss and wish that i was living back in um kansas so i think it's funny because when i left kansas i was like i don't want to come back to kansas i i'm so excited to live in a new state and i don't need to come back and i don't get home um as i've gotten older and definitely having kids has made me just like just really appreciate the hometown that I had and the community I had and um, made has made me really envious of people who live close to their family, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but obviously Matt is my family and Brooks is my family. And so we have a great life down here in Katie. Um, we don't have any immediate family down here, which makes it exciting because, you know, we've got our friends who feel like family and, um, and then we've got some family in Austin, which is a couple mm-hmm. hours away, but yeah, far. so we came down here 
um, shortly after college, just because we wanted to go somewhere and neither of us really had jobs yet. And so we were like, well, let's just pick where we want to search. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And then you went to work as a teacher, science teacher, right? Yeah, I was, um, I've started actually at Wichita Heights. So my first year while Matt was getting his master's at K-State, I was teaching at Wichita Heights High School. I taught biology. Um, that was, a, that was a unique experience. <laughs> um, so unique. In fact, that when I moved to Texas, I was like, I am not teaching high school. I, um, only looked for middle school jobs cause I, yeah. I, I could not tackle that beast again. Um, so then I taught middle school for two years down in, uh, around Houston. And then after that, I had an opportunity to, um, to be a head cheer coach at a brand new high school and like start the program. Which That's cool. So- um, and that was at a high school. So I was like, okay, I guess I can take on high school again. <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, if I ever did go back to teaching, then I would definitely want to do high school again. Um, mm-hmm. Although I don't believe I will go back, but that was what I would want to do. So it's definitely where I was meant to be teaching. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Very it cool. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Do you miss teaching now? Yeah. Um, I miss it. Uh, it's, you know, it's a weird answer because I do miss it. I loved it, but I feel like that time of my life and career is, I feel like it was over. Like, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. the five years I had in that field were the most fruitful five years I'll ever have in that field. And right. obviously I don't know that for certain, but I just, I feel like the ability to coach and put all of my time and energy into that and into those relationships with the kids and to be, and not the age makes a difference, but to be also young enough where I wasn't so far removed from a lot of what they were dealing with. Um, and, you know, primarily with my, I'm thinking more with my cheerleaders, my cheer mm-hmm. school and those relationships. I mean, I just don't imagine that just with classroom teaching and without coaching that I would be able to really pour myself in as much as I did these past, those past five years. Sure. Um And so I think if I went back, it would just be a really different experience. And I don't know that it would, um, I don't know that it could compare to what I had. So I missed that. I don't think I will ever get that back. I think that was a unique experience in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when talking about it, like you just had a really like sense of peace about being done. Like you're like, that chapter is, is done and not like that. It wouldn't ever be an option again in the future, but yeah, yeah, you had a good piece about it. I do. I Yeah. And I really do. I felt like that was my calling. I don't feel like I majored in the wrong thing or chose the wrong path um, because I do feel like I was meant to do that for those five years. And um, I mean, I have, I made some great relationships and, um, and I just, it, it really felt like a really big service five years, you know, like I feel like I really did my service and now, um, I don't see, I never, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't see myself returning to that. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brings us up to the blog. So can you talk a little bit about what inspired you to start the blog initially and come up with the name and that kind of thing? Yeah. I am the kind of person that I just get an idea of something and I just start doing it. So actually the year prior to starting my blog, um, and I started my blog in August of 2017, just to kind of give mm-hmm. reference there. Yeah. So in 2016 over the summer, cause over my summers of teaching, I mean, I did all these things, like so many random things. And one of the things I did in the summer of 2016 is I started writing a book. It's like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to be a best-selling author and I'm going to sell <laughs> everywhere. And, um, coming from somebody who hasn't finished more than 
five. I can count on my fingers the number of books I have read to completion. So I should not be in the book writing business. But <laughs> I like, I mean, I threw myself into writing that book for that summer. And then, and then obviously I picked up teaching and forgot about the book and that never ensued at all. But then the following summer, um, I was kind of talking to a friend. I was like, you know, I have all these ideas that spin around in my brain and I have like, um, I have all these ideas and I have all these like DIY things and I do all these things. And I feel like I just want to tell people about them and share my ideas. And I just feel like I have a lot of things to say. Um, and everybody has a lot of things to say, but I like to say them. The difference is that I like to say <laughs> the things that, right. that I'm doing and, and I like to share those things. Um, so I started recording, like writing down all the things I was doing. So like that summer, I randomly one day woke up and I was making coffee and I hated the way that my cabinet doors looked, um, just period, mm -hmm. hated the way they looked. So like while my coffee's brewing and I'm in my PJs and it's nine o'clock in the morning and I went and got a screwdriver and a drill and I, I took off all the cabinet doors on my, in my kitchen and I was like, okay, so now I have open shelving, but obviously it looked terrible, you know, cause it, they were, you know, it's build a great house and those were not meant to be shown on the inside. Mm -hmm. So I like went to Home Depot that morning. I went to Home Depot <laughs> and I thought, I'm not even kidding. I didn't consult Matt about this. He was at work. He came home like, what did you do? <laughs> I went to Home Depot and I got like all this chalk paint and wood stain. I had no clue what I was doing. And I came home and I started, first I tried to stain the light wood, you know how laminate wood, like it's like glossy and mm -hmm. you can't stain that. And I didn't know that. In 2017, I didn't know that. So I am, I'm trying to stain this laminate wood and having no luck. I'm getting wood stain all over because I just needed the inside of the cabinets to be dark because it looked so bad. Yeah. So then that didn't work. So I was like, okay, I got to go back to Home Depot and I went back and got some chalk paint. And um, anyway, I'm getting too far in this point is. <laughs> I did all of that and I, I redid, I did my open shelves and at the end it looked really cool. And so then I was like, I'm going to write down the steps I took because if somebody else wanted to do that, then right. here's the beginners, like somebody who just wants it to be done in a day, doesn't need it to be real fancy, but wants it to be done and look good. Here's the, here's how you do it. And, um, and then when I was writing that down, I realized I love writing. Like I love to, um, really I didn't cool. know I loved writing. I mean, I knew that when I was trying to write my book the year before, but I loved writing those quick little snippets. You know, it's not oh, yeah. a commitment to the whole book. So I did that with every project that summer and I did several projects. And then at the end of the summer, we had Hurricane Harvey. Um, I don't know if y'all heard about that mm -hmm. up, up in Kansas, but down in parts, <laughs> that was like a, that was a big deal. So we were stuck inside for several weeks. And during that time, I was like, I'm going to do, it. I'm just going to compile all of those things into a blog and I'm going to make this vlog. And actually my intention was for it to be a teacher blog. Mm -hmm. um, so that was the, that was the point of my blog in the, at the beginning. But yeah, it, um, that's how I got started. I just, I wrote down my ideas and then it just took me being bored at home for a couple of weeks to be like, well, I guess I should put this online and make it, make it a thing. That's really cool. And how did you come up with the name? The name. The name was, it's not anymore, but it was inspiration from a messy desk. Um, and that's literally, I mean, that was just literally <laughs> pretty straightforward. 
Yeah, because my desk and I and I wanted it to be primarily a teacher blog because uh, I had, you know, at that time in August when I made the blog, that was the start of the school year, which is when my teacher motivation is the highest, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I was hosting some workshops and stuff at school, and I'm like, I have so many cool lesson ideas that I want to tell other teachers about, and I want to be able to also like learn from other teachers. And so I'm going to get invested in this blogging teacher blogging world. So I decided to name my blog based on kind of a teaching style. And so the inspiration from a messy desk was supposed to be like, it's okay to be, I mean, you can be a mess and still be inspiring and still be, still have um, great ideas. And, you know, that, that rung true for a lot of my students. I could picture like, you're my inspiration from a messy desk, little John Smith or whatever. (laughs) And, um, and then I could also, I liked how that could also apply to the variety of what I would hope my blog would be, you know, I didn't always intend for it to be exclusively a teacher blog. I intended for it to kind of, kind of take some, um, you know, tributaries down some different, some different paths. And so I thought that a desk could be symbolic of life, you know, from a messy life. (laughs) So yeah, that was the initial name. That was the initial rationale behind that and how long did you have that name before you decided to change it yeah I had that for I had that for that that okay I guess it was about a year and a half okay I had it for about a year and a half and that's when it was mainly just a teacher blog mm-hmm. um, and then things got weird when I had Brooks and I wasn't a teacher and I felt like I was trying to force my content into the name of messy desk which it, you know I always could explain it i could always you know if you really knew my blog you'd like oh it makes sense because your desk is symbolic but the problem is you know i had people who were confused who didn't know me that well like i mean what are you you're you are you a teacher and why does your and i think it was more a business decision to change it into something more general yeah because ultimately you know my goal with my blog was first and foremost to inspire and equip others um, and to make others feel happy and joyful when they came to my blog. And then I guess the second reason that I wanted it to kind of be a business potential, um, something that would allow me to comfortably stay home. Uh, Matt and I wanted me to stay home while the kids were young. And so we were able to make that happen. And this blog just kind of became something that made it, um, you know, it's still very much in development, but it, it, it was exciting that there was potential to actually turn it into something that could help benefit my family. Yeah, um, sure. I was excited about that and the potential. And I think it just gives me another, you know, I'm kind of a goal oriented person. So I think having different goals from that business aspect was kind of fun and exciting because that's yeah. definitely not something that I'd ever experienced as a teacher. So yeah, and I could kind of feel the same way about this. Like, we're not making a ton of money off of this or anything like that. But, like, there's that light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, how cool would it be if we could do this full time at some point or something like that? Like, right. will it ever happen? I don't know. But, like you said, like, goal oriented. Like, I've got these goals in my mind, and it's fun just to continue to work towards those and, like, something to think about. I mean, it's kind of cool. Right. Well, and I think it's cool, too, like, getting to see your story of it transitioning from you were a teacher and like having that inspiration um, be in the name, obviously, because it was literally in the name. Um, And like, but your goal even then was, yeah, you were a teacher and you wanted to inspire teachers, but 
the main point was to inspire people. And, um, I mean, I feel like you do that daily. And so so it's cool to see that merge into now Kelsey Brown blog and, um, you know, getting to, you still use, um, your original goal and heart behind it is inspiring people. And now you're inspiring, whether that's new moms or moms with kids or just, I mean, not even moms, you know, people who just love to cook and um, everything that you do on that. And so I think it's just cool to see it merge and mer like kind of, I guess, form into now getting to do that as a mom and be home and what that looks like for you. So yeah. that's well, been I think fun. That, I think that, you know, when talking about y'all's podcast and, and, you know, what we're talking about here, I think that if your first goal is that genuine heartful reason of you want to, you know, benefit people in some mm-hmm. way and um, bring something that makes people happy to into people's lives. And your secondary goal can be whatever it can be, you know, the potential of business and the potential of, um, you know, growth and providing for your family. Like that's a secondary goal. But if your primary goal is right, then I think you're going to have a lot better success at achieving your secondary goal. I yeah. think if your primary goal is, I want to make a business out of this. I want to make money. I want to, I want this to be my job or I want this to help me. I want this to be the way I stay home. You know what I mean? That I feel like, you know, people can see through that, you know, when you're trying to do something to the public, I think that people can see through that. And so you have to have a genuine heart about it. If you really want it to get to where, get it to where you want to. Um, And if you don't, I mean, you can still grow, but I think that growth shouldn't be, the, the reason you want to do it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I think, I mean, both of us, um, us and then your blog have both been going for two plus years now. And if you were just about money, if it was just about money, we yeah. would not be doing this right now. Oh yeah. The we amount of work you do far. behind yeah. the scenes to, Oh, it's so much. Yeah. I think that you, I think that people don't really realize either until you get into it. I think, um, mm-hmm. And I think it's also, you know, when you were, when you're really small, you know, when you're a micro blogger, which is what I would consider myself, mm-hmm. um, it takes, you know, you don't have the freedom to, um, outsource things, you know, or delegate. Right. Exactly. You see, you see, I think you can get into this game where you're comparing yourself to more larger scale bloggers or people who are doing what you're doing, but more and better, it seems like, you know, and and I'm like, man, you know, their photos are just so professional and they're putting out blog posts every day and where they have that time and they have a family too. And, you know, I have to remind myself, like the people who are doing that, like they, pro- they're probably able to outsource some of that. Right. Oh, and yeah. I have to give myself grace because, you know, at the state I'm at, it's all me. I'm mm-hmm. the, I'm the marketing, I'm the content producer, I'm mm-hmm. the, I'm the secretary, you know, and all of that. It's, it's a lot of work. You know, I'm, I'm the, photo- oh, Matt's the photographer, <laughs> Matt is my photographer, Matt's Instagram or my, husband. Uh, or my kind of makeshift tripod is my photographer. But, you know, I think that there's just a lot that you don't realize when you, until you really get into it. I'm sure that you feel yeah, the same way. Absolutely. And so, so what all avenues do you have the blog? I mean, obviously you have like the website blog, which is crazy how much content you have on there it's awesome and then you do like instagram and instagram stories and stuff do you put more effort into one thing or another like how do you plan that out how often do you do it yeah i do you know and i think that i am i have kind of a general 
plan. Um, you know, I think at first my plan was to just beef up my blog with mm -hmm. lots of good content um, because I felt like I couldn't really start advertising my blog until it was worth advertising. Right. Um, so that's really what I did at first. And, you know, I really kind of reset myself last year when I changed my blog and turned it into more of a lifestyle as opposed to teaching. I kind of, you know, rewinded myself mm -hmm. because I had to kind of, you know, my audience is obviously and my content is different. And so I had to rework everything. But my plan really was beef up the blog first, um, get some good content in there, focus on coming up with my ideas, especially when I, you know, when I could before I had a family, you know, mm -hmm. kid, I had more time on my hands. I did, you know, as much as I could. And then, um, and then after that, you know, in the past, in the last year, the time I've had to put towards new ideas and new content hasn't been as much. Um, I still make an effort to get out a couple blog posts a month. Mm -hmm. and usually, I, usually I'm able to hit that, but I've mainly focused my efforts on um, marketing myself in my blog. And so my, you know, the primary avenue that I've been using for that is Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, just because that's what I'm most familiar with. And, um, so I, I would like to get into Pinterest more. I'm, I am on Pinterest and I'm trying to get into it more, but that's something that's going to take a weekend of like, you know, baby free just at, with my computer <laughs> right. to figure that out. Um, but yeah, Instagram's my primary marketing tool right now. And so that is my, you know, I think I get the most engagement from that aud audience. Mm -hmm. and so I use that and I make a lot of content exclusive to my Instagram page. So a yeah. lot of videos and a lot of, um, I, I share a lot of recipes on my actual Instagram page. So I've got, I've got about 120 something recipes saved on my Instagram page wow. yeah. in, in my highlights. Um, but then on my blog, I've only got like 10, you know? Sure. So I think, and I think it's because I put a lot of effort into one blog post, but right. as far as Instagram, it's easy because you can just, you know, it doesn't have to be yeah. perfect. And, I, and it's so, easier because people are already on Instagram a lot yeah. more. So it's easier to get traffic and. Yeah, I think you have to. It, I mean, if if somebody's listening, thinking like I I want to do that, and I don't know how to start it, um, I would say try not to dip your feet into everything. Um, and not that I've had crazy success with this, but this is just I think what has brought me the most, like allowed me to enjoy it while still mm -hmm. maintaining it. Um, and I I like and know Instagram the best. So I'm allowing myself to put all of my attention towards Instagram and my blog, but not so much spread myself so thin right. and Pinterest and Facebook. And I think my, you know, I have goals about when I want to, to really push those things. But, right. uh, cause I think, you know, the best blogs really do capitalize on all those tools. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that I know my, capacity and what I can give to this right now. And I can't give enough to each of those. So I have right. to pick one. And, um, so yeah. Speaking of that, I know you don't want to spread yourself too thin or something, but if you ever did start a podcast or something, I think you would be really good at that. Even if it's like <laughs> five or 10 minute thoughts that you're just like, okay, Brooks is down for a nap and I've got a thought about what happened that morning or tell a story, record it on your phone and you could post it. But well, you know what, Landon? You can find that material. It's called my Instagram stories. It is. Because that's, that's Fair enough. Become my Turn those into a podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know how you do this because I, I mean, I think, I think it's awesome. I, um, I mean, you can probably figure this out just from this conversation. I 
just can trail off on a thought <laughs> for too long if I'm allowed. And Instagram has this great feature where they um, they cut you off at a certain point. And so then you're like, wow, that's embarrassing. I talked about that for too long. <laughs> so that's my, you know, okay, it's like, storm, you're done. And so, you know, podcast, you don't have that. You know, when you told me like, oh, we can go 30, 45 minutes. It's like, okay, we'll try to make it 30. My gosh, this could be an hour and a half. <laughs> so this, see, this is why I need a blog. I need an outlet for all these things that I want to say. And um, also, this is the result of being a stay-at-home mom and having no <laughs> actual talking person to respond to you. Well, and just living, like, away. Like, I feel like, I mean, even just being a mom, like, stay-at-home mom, but even, like, I feel like that was how I was when we lived in Corpus because we didn't yeah. really know that many people down there, especially in the beginning, until we made some friends down there, but in, like, you know, through church and stuff. But, um like Lane would come home from work and I would just like word vomit to him or like I would go to the grocery store and like the lady checking out my groceries like I'm just like how are you today like how's it going and this poor lady's just like enduring this really long conversation because I'm like this is the first time I've talked to anyone today no but Um, you should stop that I mean yeah some people get annoyed oh I swear I know Matt probably parks his car outside of the back for 20 minutes before coming in the house because like I know I'm just a a bomb when he comes home but I just I I like to talk to people and um don't have a lot of people to talk to right now you know so (laughs) no i mean i love this season and you're about to be in it too it is yes. such a great season of new motherhood and having a baby and being I'm, i mean i'm so thankful to be at home with him and um yeah it, as isolating as it might be at times it is it is definitely um, i feel like it's where i'm supposed to be and i feel like there's it's such a fruitful experience and um yeah it's good it's good for us to like you know it's really pushed me also to get out of my shell in my blog. I didn't talk to my Instagram before <laughs> being a mom. And then once I became a mom, literally two weeks after that, when Matt went back to work, I made my first like facing the screen Instagram. Yeah. Story. <laughs> and I legit haven't stopped since. I mean, I've done it like every single day since. And it's like, hey, here I got things to talk about today. So here we go. So I mean, it's a little ridiculous, but. Um, one of the things which I haven't checked it out that much, but, um, I know it's kind of growing and you're, you put some effort into it is the virtual coffee. Every Monday. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Oh, I love, that's my favorite part of my blog. Um, so last March I came up with this idea because I felt like I had these kind of like insightful things I wanted to talk about. Not that I'm such a wise, insightful person, but I just felt like I had, I was mainly doing, you know, on Instagram where some people have posts and they're, um, their caption is really long and mm-hmm. really like serious. And you're like, that's a lot of work to read. And I just, I don't want to read that, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, I felt like that was the majority of my posts were those long, insightful captions. And I loved making those posts, but I knew that they were just, you know, too much. And um, so I thought, you know, what if I turned those into just once a week, something positive, something happy, something, some kind of perspective type of message. And, um, and I would send it out I chose Monday morning because I was like, that's the time of the week when people are kind of the, uh, on the lowest low, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's Monday morning. And I figured what better place to communicate it than through the place that brings them down the most, you know, cause yeah, it's like absolutely. people are getting on Instagram to make the, try to be, you know, enjoy 
but like when they open their email, they're ready to, bleh, you know? And so what if I could bring a little bit of brightness, brightness, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like, you know, uh, bring a little bit of joy to their inbox on a Monday morning. And it would be something completely unrelated to whatever they had to do that day, you know, work. Yeah. Um, and it could be, you know, the majority, I wanted the majority of the time to be like a, some insightful, positive, happy message that would make you smile, maybe a story, maybe, you know, just a thought, um, or challenge. And, um, and then every, every couple of weeks I would sprinkle in something fun, like a new recipe that was just exclusively for those people's, those people who were getting my virtual copies. Um, yeah, I decided to call it virtual coffee. Cause I mean, it was like, you know, Monday morning, you need some coffee. This is virtual. <laughs> and so I just, <laughs> I mean, just randomly, I was just like, that's a cute idea. And so I started it in March, the first week of March last year. And I was like, I'm just going to do this as long as I like doing it. And I decided I was only going to allow myself to write it on Sunday night. Okay. Um, I was going to ask about I just, that. I, didn't, I wanted it to be real genuine with like what was on my heart that day, you know, mm-hmm. and like what I was going through that day, because I feel, I thought, you know, that's what, when people are reading things and dealing with things, it's the day-to-day stuff. If I was going to sit down and be in a frame of mind and come up with a bunch of topics at once, then those would be reaching. I wanted to kind of walk people through, okay, here's what I'm feeling and what is on my heart in August, you know, on a Sunday night. And probably other people will be dealing with those same things or having those same thoughts and feelings. And that way it's just really genuine. And, um, and so I was like, I'm only going to do this as long as I'm happy with doing it on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, and I have, I've not stopped it. I've done it every week, every Sunday night, I sit down and write them. And, um, it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours to write it. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've stayed up sometimes till 3am doing it. If it's like, I mean, there's been Sundays where it's, we are flying and we get in at nine. I'm like, I gotta write my virtual coffee and I have a hey, you know. Yeah. But then I sit down and I like, you know, Matt goes to bed and I sit down, and it's quiet, and I'm in the living room and I always I always get myself some tea or something. Mm-hmm. And I just it's fun. I love doing it. I love like thinking, okay, what's on my heart right now? Like what yeah. do I want to talk about? And uh, yeah. So I mean I love it and I feel I have seen it grow and it's exciting. And um, you know, I've I get people who send me messages like, this is just what I need to hear this morning. And that's kind of the fuel that makes oh, me yeah. want That's what it's all about. So yeah. Cool. You know? Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I love I, the idea behind that. It's really cool. Thank you. That's my favorite thing about my blog. So I'm I like it. getting them. <laughs> oh, thank you, Candace. Yeah. So. And there's something fulfilling about like being consistent about that. Not that I've ever been that way with any of this stuff, but like, <laughs> When you don't want to do it, pushing through and doing it. And then you feel oh, so yeah. much better after you, like, you put it out or whatever it is. So You know, and that's the thing. There were there have been a couple weeks where it's been really rough. You know, obviously I'm, I'm pregnant. So I've been pregnant since um, almost as long as you've been pregnant. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, there's been nights where it's, we've been traveling all day and I feel sick. And it's like the last thing I wanted to do was have to try to write something. And Matt's. Matt will tell me like, Kelsey, it's okay if you just take a break. You can tell people like to, right. that you're going to take a break or put it out one day late or something. And I'm like, you know what? I could. And everyone would understand that. And that mm-hmm. would be really fine. It would be fine. Everyone would get that. And nobody would be like, oh, I can't believe she didn't do it. But it's almost like for me, I have to, I almost have to push myself. It's like I'm challenging myself. Like I'm capable of doing this. I'm in a, in a, and I don't want to see it as something necessarily for me. It's like when I think about 
the one person who might be looking forward to getting it tomorrow morning and who might miss out on whatever good feeling I would bring them by me deciding to succumb to not feeling good. You know, I've right. chosen to provide this and I like to think of it as a service and um, something that I can't, I can do like something I can do in my part to help other people. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of it like that, it is the biggest motivator for like, you know, why can't I spend an hour and get myself tea make me feel a little better and make this happen? Cause I know I can. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I don't know. I think it speaks volume. It it would make so much sense and people would totally get it if one morning I decided not to, but I think it's also speaks volumes when you are consistent and when people can trust you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that mindset just goes to show why you've been able to grow it to what you have. Cause like you said, people would just understand that, but the fact that you don't want to let anybody down, even if there's nobody to let down, there might be that one person. That's really cool. Yeah, it's like I know there's – I, you know, who knows if there's people that's like, oh, I really want to read this. And right. And I like to think that when I'm writing it. That's what keeps me going. But, um, you know, yeah, the thought that there is maybe one person that's like really looking forward to that and the, the thought of what their face would look like if they opened up their inbox and it wasn't there, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what keeps me going. But, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you have to have a genuine heart about – your endeavors or they aren't going to be as successful as they could be. Sure. Um, so you started in 2017. What did you ever think, or did somebody ever think to tell you or anything like, Oh no, it's too late to start a blog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause people I, say that now. Sure. I yeah. Think, you know, I, in 2017, I never, um, in 2017, I had no intention of it turning into any kind of business potential. It right. was, it was really just like a place to put all my thoughts, my vomit like thoughts in somewhere that I could refer back and show other people, you know? And, um, I think as I've kind of gotten into it more and I can see the potential of like it actually being something fruitful for my family and that excites me, it's, you know, in a secondary way that excites me, but I feel like that getting more into that and, and kind of investing more in like um, a blogging network and with networking yeah. with the people. And I kind of, I do hear a lot. People are like, you know, the, the time to start has passed. I mean, if you wanted to be a big blogger, you had to start in 2014, 2013, 2014. Right. And, um, you know, it's tough because, you know, we don't know where the next five years, but like when you look at people who did start that early and you look at their five-year growth and you're like, wow, that's really amazing. Um, I haven't had five years in this. I don't know if it's possible for me to, to achieve what a lot of those seasoned bloggers have, um, you know, in five years or another 10 or whatever, but I, I, and I can't expect that, you know, and I think that that's big is I think when people expect like, Oh, I saw, you know, other people grow that fast, that quickly. And so I can do that too. Um, I think that the potential of being able to do that is, is motivating, but I think that, um, I don't want to do it because I want it to grow to be that big. And so when I hear people say like, you know, the time to be a big blogger has passed, like the time to, to turn, you know, turn your blog into a business. It's kind of going on the downslope because people are getting irritated by all that. Um, and I think that, um, you just, that doesn't bother you if that's not your main goal. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I think too, like a lot of those, um, like bigger bloggers, just like a few people in my mind, like even when they talk back to like in their past, like when they were starting, um, like 
one girl in particular, like she started like literally cause her husband was in the medical field and they were, you know, they lived away and it was like a way for her family to keep updated on like what they were doing and like what they had going on. And so she just started posting about like their life and things and it was just for her family and then it grew. And so I feel like you're like, when it's like you're starting for like those reasons or like, like for you, like your reason of like, it was just a place for me to like word vomit or like put my thoughts and all these great things I, I wanted to share. Like those are all reasons of like, really like you didn't have a plan for it to grow and be big, you know? Um, yeah. And it's not like, like you just said, like, it's not like you were starting with this intention of like, I'm going to make all this money. Like I'm going to really just like go with this and be this like famous blogger. Like you just genuinely started, like, I want a place to like, just voice my thoughts <laughs> and yeah. um, and then now like where it's growing to that I mean like I see the potential of that just exploding like it's it's incredible yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is exciting I mean like Landon like you said earlier like you know that light at the end of the tunnel it it's exciting the potential that this new like you know business can be because 10 years ago this wasn't even possible right you know, Pat and I were actually just talking about this um you know you look at some people who are literally supporting their families and paying for their children's futures with their social media account. Yeah. And mm -hmm. The fact that you can employ yourself just, you know, without even a degree. And I think that it's so cool that it's like that this free app has opened. So, and I'm talking about Instagram specifically, right. yeah. but like people don't even have blogs and are supporting their families with their Instagram. And it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's really cool. And obviously that's a little scary too, you know, but you know, what if Instagram disappeared tomorrow? I, you know, I love and hate Instagram. Right. <laughs> like we can all agree with that, but, but I just think it is really special that people are able to use their talents and, and use this free app as a vehicle to find success, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. It's cool. So yeah, there, I mean, yeah, it, potential is exciting, but in general, when when blogging, I think it can't be about the potential of that. Sure. You know? uh, as far as like the business aspect, are you like reaching out to people to try to like work deals or trades or promotions or anything like that, or are people reach out to you or? Yeah. So a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think the first, if if you're if if somebody's listening is trying to get started with this. The first, I don't want to go by numbers, but I'm going to, okay? Sure. Whatever you want to do. Numbers don't matter, but numbers best explain kind of the, because the truth is business, brands that you work with, they look at numbers. And mm -hmm. so you kind of have to gauge your, I hate to say, I mean, worth, but as far as your, yeah. like, your monetary worth for an ad does depend on numbers. And that yeah. is fortunate, but that's just the truth because it's, yeah. you know, it's also business. Um, so the first, first year that I blogged, it was, um, I was, I, I grew from zero. I started a new Instagram account. I didn't, which I would recommend anyone who already has an Instagram, who's trying to start from scratch, use your personal account because those people care about you. And if they want, if they, if they don't want to follow your blog, that's fine. But if they care about you and they want to like see your, you know, endeavor and kind of try to help you, then mm -hmm. they would be happy to. And that's just, you know, I wish I had used my personal account because sure. there's yeah. 300, I had a, you know, a modest number of 300 followers <laughs> on a personal account. And I know that those 300 people cared about me. Right. I know that they, that probably more than half of them don't have any clue that I even 
started this blog, you know? Um, so, but anyway, I started my blog from scratch or my Instagram and all all my social accounts from Mm -hmm. zero. Um, and it took me about a year to grow to 2000 just organically. Mm -hmm. Um, and during that time, every, you know, it wasn't really until I got over a thousand that I started having any kind of brand say anything. But at that time, and I didn't even think about working with brands cause that's not where my head was at, but right. brands like, um, I was, I was doing a lot of recipes back then, mainly like teacher stuff and recipes. And so I'd have, um, you know, some like protein bar companies reach out and be like, Hey, can we sa- send you some free protein bars if you tag us in your stories? And I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was so cool. So like, yeah, that is really cool. Smell. Like, look at these protein bars we got for free. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I I did um I mean random stuff that first year and it was all just people that reached out wanting to give me free products. And then I think after about a year and I kind of realized like um you know, I think that I can't keep doing all this. I only want to share genuine things, genuine recommendations, things I actually like. Um and I think that I I put a lot of effort into my shout outs. Like I put a lot of effort into my content, into the pictures I take. And I know that like, maybe they don't think that my numbers are worth it to them and that's fine. But I feel like the, the labor I put in is mm-hmm. worth monetary compensation. Yeah. So I think that this past year is when I started, um, actually like I made an invoice and, you know, I made, I yeah. made my own invoices and I invoice companies that's great. And, that's really uh, cool. and I ask for usually, and, and now at this point, I think, um, I noticed a big shift when you, when I crossed over the 10 K, I think a lot of companies have like a threshold that they're willing to pay for. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so now most of the companies that I talk to are ones that reach out just because I'm not hunting for a lot of business right now. I think I would, if I wanted to start hunting more, I could maybe make it a bigger part of my account is like some, you know, some of that brand collaboration right. stuff. But I think being pregnant and having Brooks, I just don't have a ton of time. Yeah. But um, most of it is brands reaching out and they will ask for um, my rate in my media kit. And mm-hmm. so I'll send them my media kit, which outlines what I do and what my what my um, typical rates are. And then they'll usually come back with like either, either they'll negotiate or they'll send me a contract yeah. and I'll just invoice them after. But yeah, it took it took a couple of years to get to that where I kind of was like, you know, I know I put a lot of work into this content and I know that even though other companies might not think that it's worth their penny to use me, um, I don't want to work with companies who don't value my effort, you know? So I just kind of started holding that standard for myself. Yeah. That's really cool. I think that's important though. Cause you, I mean, you, again, you know how much work you're putting into it Mm -hmm. and you know, I mean, you know, your audience, people are messaging you and you're collaborating and, talking with all the different people in your audience. So you kind of know what they like and how much work you put in. So I think it's important to kind of like, well, this is what I value myself at as far as the social media versus monetary and that kind of thing. Right. And I think also that the the thing that differentiates, um, you know, the genuine from the ingenuine bloggers, I think that you see a lot of people who are just like a walking ad, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that could be a turnoff to just anyone who's just using Instagram for pleasure. Um, and I think that it's, you know, just speaks a lot. If the only brands that brands that you're collaborating with are brands that you truly would use your own money with. And so I've tried to keep that as being like, that's kind of my, 
line in the sand. I will only work with a company who I would spend my own money on at full mm -hmm. price for this product, even beyond this collaboration. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then, then I can so honestly speak to whatever I'm sharing. And um, I mean, as far as a brand's concerned, that's more, you know, you know, the, how genuine your ads are, that's better sales. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So very yeah, cool. My two cents on that. Yeah. I'm still learning. I'm still figuring that, that part out. <laughs> but it did feel cool the first time I had to make an invoice. So I was like, that oh, is I pretty bet. cool. It's a big yeah, step. It is. Tax information. Like, I need to figure out. I don't know how taxes are going to go this year. I don't know how to do taxes with my own. Because I had to make myself like a business, kind of. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm coming up on that in a couple months. I didn't have to do that last year. So this year, yeah. it'll be the first year I have to, like, I'd be taxed on what I made with my blog, which is weird. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, but it's interesting because it's yeah, like, it is. I mean, it's all the stuff I didn't learn in college and in, in <laughs> I didn't I didn't study any of this. So it's fun. It's really fun to try to like learn this new business and see it in this entrepreneurial side of me come out because I've never yeah. had that. Yeah, it is really cool. You can call yeah, my mom. She's really helpful with tax stuff. Yeah, yeah I need to call your parents. <laughs> you call Elizabeth. Entrepreneurs over there. Yeah, <laughs> when I was doing wedding coordinating, that's I. I was the same way. Like I had to like any. I mean, it was technically a contractor job. Like job is what. Yeah, that was. I mean, you you are absolutely working for yourself when you're contracting out your skills. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right, um, so we're gonna mix it up a little bit. So I just have some kind of generic questions, and then a couple questions about Wichita. So. Um, yeah. Just kind of starting at the top. Is there anything, or what would you rec often recommend to people? It could be music, podcast, books, life lessons you've learned, anything. Okay, um, a few things. Okay, okay, the first thing I'd recommend: Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan is like my favorite show right now. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if there's any controversial. You don't have to put that in there. Okay, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. That's a good one. Love I've it. heard it's really good. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's really good. It's so good. I don't know. I um, I don't like serious things. I don't like serious shows, serious movies, serious whatever. But I love war-related things. Sure. So, like, I can only watch chick flicks or war movies. <laughs> Nothing in between. Yeah. Um, okay, other things. Are, there's two more things I want to recommend. Um, for any woman out there who finds themselves um, betrothed, that's that's what marriage is, right? <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> okay. um, the Power of the Praying Wife. Power of the Praying Wife. I love that book. Um, I just think it is a great way to something that kind of keeps me level and keeps me from, you know, taking for granted the support and love of my husband and so I try to read one of those a couple times a week and um, it just helped me stay really intentional with our marriage um and and the great thing about that is it's not something that you have to like force your husband to do too it's literally just something that you do you can do yourself. <laughs> um, that's the power of the praying wife and then the third thing I would recommend is um oh yeah the okay podcasts um, I, I would recommend your podcast. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> this is probably the silliest episode of all your podcast episodes, but I had a blast being on here. And, um, but also I would recommend, um, happy hour with Jamie Ivy. I like that one. Yeah, I, know that, I know everybody likes that one, but I don't drive a lot, so I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts, but when I do, 
It's either yours or Captain <laughs> Green Ivy. That's oh, thank it. you. That's a high endorsement. <laughs> like, <plug in. laughs> this is the oh, only two. Awesome. Yeah, those are my recs. Cool. Yeah, we'll link all those up to make sure um, make sure people have links to all that stuff and they can get it. Sounds good. Okay, so this one's kind of putting you on the spot too, so take your time. But what is your definition of success? My definition of success. Um, my definition of success is, okay, um, I would say you have succeeded when you feel at peace that you are using what God gave you to benefit somebody else. So you are using what God gave you to serve in a way that brings you joy, not necessarily always makes you happy because happiness and joy are very different. And I think that happiness is a feeling that's dependent on a circumstance. It's, you know, happiness is a feeling that's dependent on something um, that's ha something that happens to you. But joy is um, joy is something that you can make for yourself. You know, you can, you can find joy in a negative circumstance. Um, and you can't always find happiness in that, but I think that the more that you find joy, you can, um, you can garner more happy feelings, more positive mm -hmm. emotions that can make you happier. Um, so I think that if you can, uh, find peace in using your God given talents to serve the people around you, um, then you've succeeded. Wow, that was one of yeah. the best answers I've heard. I knew Kelsey oh, would have a good answer to that one. <laughs> that was really good. Well, thanks, guys. I mean, but some people ask someone that question, question and put them on the spot. Like they'll be like, ah, oh, like me. I'm like, oh, give me like an hour. Kelsey's like, oh, I got this up my sleeve. <laughs> okay, whatever. Because she writes I mean, virtual copies. They're really great. You guys should subscribe I mean, to them. I could have probably said it better if you had like sent me that question beforehand. Uh, maybe next time. <laughs> I just had to come up with it on the fly. Um, yeah. But I think it's about, I think it's about service. You know, I think yeah. success is about service. Sure. Anyway. Um, we'll interview you for your five-year anniversary of the blog and see where you're at. <laughs> I'll send you the questions that oh, time. Oh, if I could, oh, I wonder, you know, you, you look at your, your life and you're like, five years from now, it'd be, I mean, wouldn't you just love to see what your life looks like in five years? Yeah. yeah. So crazy. You know, you think about five years ago and I was probably laying on a couch hungover and I'm like <laughs> now life is so different I don't remember last time I was hungover but also I don't remember the last time I was not pregnant or nursing so <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's a good thing um, do you have a life motto that you live by or what's some of the best advice that you've personally received um, uh, I'm just going to give you know what I this is my little tagline on my oh, perfect. blog uh, that I just think that joy is contagious. And if you are fortunate enough to find it effortlessly in things, then you should spread it and you should share it. Um, but then also the best advice I've received, let me think the best advice I've received, um, is definitely from my mom. I've received so much good advice from my mom. And I'm, if I could just Shout write out, a book with all the things that she says, <laughs> my just mom bottle them up. She's so wise. Things. Um, my mom's the first one that got me thinking about like, joy versus happy. And my mom has taught me to be mindful and, um, you know, to live life in the moment and very much present in your feelings. And like when you are, whatever you're doing in that moment, driving, 
you know, we go from point A to point B and you don't know how you got there. And you're like, I was on autopilot. Um, but that drive, you know, while you were on autopilot, you could have missed seeing a little boy, like help a old lady get a cart from the grocery store that you passed, or you could have missed, um, I mean, uh, you know, sunset is so basic, but it's true. Like you could yeah. miss out on, on that beauty or, um, you know, if you're walking too fast, you could have missed a flower growing out of a crack in between the, the sidewalk steps, you know? So it, I think that being mindful of like the things that you're smelling and the things that you're feeling and like that little twitch in your hand and that breath you're inhaling right now. And, um, you know, the way that that breeze feels on your face and the things that you hear, like all of those things being mindful in the moment. I think that, I think that it's easier to find joy in all your moments when you're really grounded in what's presently happening to you. Um, I think it also brings more of a peace and a stillness. And I think that, well, I think that stillness kind of yields peace. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, do you have a habit that you've developed over the past couple of years that's most improved your life? Whether it's just daily life, motherhood, the blog, anything. Habit. Um, I have a. Ha- Do I have a habit? Habit. A habit. Um, okay. I try to take a walk. Okay, and I can't do this every day, but like whenever I take walks, my habit is or something I really try to make sure I do. Um, okay, I have two habits. First habit: when I take walks, I put my phone away during the walk. Cause I think that's okay. And, and some of you are probably like, well, duh. But when you're a mom and you need to get out of the house and your baby's being crazy, like getting on that stroller and having that stroller in front of you and your baby can't see you. It's very tempting to just like check your phone and text someone back and call someone. It's very tempting to use that time to be on your phone. Cause you feel guilty using it in front of your kid all the time. <laughs> um, but I don't let myself because I'm like, I want to take in this walk and I want to breathe the air and look ahead and watch my baby smile at the trees and be very present during this walk. And so I'm not going to worry about playing music and I don't play music when I go on walks. Like I just, I just let myself hear the the walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that has made me, I always feel so good after walks. I don't know. I just didn't really appreciate those before I had Brooks. Um, and then my second habit would be um, the first thing in the morning. Um, I try to, do something. And, you know, I wish I could say I read my Bible first thing every morning. I have gone through seasons where that is the first thing I do every morning. And I've gone through seasons where I am in a slump of not doing that first thing every morning. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm always happier when I do. Um, but since I'm not currently, I don't always stick with that. And so I don't want to say I do. But um, at least taking like that, those first moments in the morning and not checking my phone first and just like, saying a prayer and like leveling my brain and um, even better if I can go and like splash some water in my face and get a cup of coffee before I check my phone or anything makes me feel so much better. So I think that just using those moments, like don't fall asleep looking at your phone and wake up looking at your phone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think like a habit that just from watching um, like your Instagram and like watching like just over the last year, like with Brooks, like just, um, like your time being like certain parts of your time, like when he's napping, being more valuable of like a habit you've kind of instilled in other people. Like, cause I've seen like you repost their stories saying they're doing it. Um, but like setting your timer, like on your, so yeah. Kelsey does this thing where she sets her timer on her stove well, for 10 or 15 minutes. I do 15 minutes. Um, yeah. 15 minutes. And, um, like see how much stuff you can get done in 15 minutes like whether that's just cleaning up or and I feel like that I mean I love doing that but even just um like that's one that pops in my head too like obviously 
you could probably have a lot of habits that have improved your life too. But that one, I feel like it's cool because you've it's seen huge. the outcome of that. Like just if like even like Caitlin Shea or whoever, like other people have reposted that they've done that and it's like it been helpful humans. for them. So whether you're a mom or not, and cool. I think that as mom, it really does because like those babies destroy your house. And, <laughs> and then you put them down for a nap and you're like, wow, my house was clean when I woke up and now it looks like a tornado. And you can't do anything to like decompress your brain for a minute until the house is somewhat restored. And so, yeah, first thing I put them down, I go straight to the oven. I set my timer for 15 minutes, turn on some music. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to work and I'm just going to clean up the kitchen and pick up all his toys. And just like, and usually I'm done before the end of it. If you keep yeah. up with it, it doesn't take 15 minutes, you know? But yeah, that's a good habit. And anyone who's listening, you should try that. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, you don't realize how much you can get done in that amount of time. I'm like, yeah. wow, what was I like worried oh my about? Gosh, like, you're about? like if you're working, if you're not a parent or whatever, and you get home from work, I wish I'd done this as a teacher. Instead of going straight to your closet and changing into your comfy clothes and just like sitting on the couch and, and unwinding for, for a while, because then you'll stay there. You know, like you're not going to get up to that couch for a while, especially when you're like phone. <laughs> If you get home and you don't even look at your phone yet and you go straight to your oven timer and actually set the timer, because if you just say you're going to do it for 15 minutes, then something can distract you. But if that timer is, is ticking, it makes you do it. I mean, gosh, that is, that's going to set your evening up so much better. And then you can go put yoga pants on and pull out your phone. But like 15 minutes, go get your stuff done and set yourself up for a happy evening, you know? Definitely. So cool. Um, so just a couple more real quick, uh, specifically about Wichita. So what is your favorite part of Wichita? Or are there any like hidden gems that you like about Wichita? Gosh. Okay. I, it's been a couple of years since I've been right. Wichita. <laughs> I know. What's that donut place called? Donut Hole? Is that what it is? The Donut mm -hmm. Hole? Yeah. yeah. The Donut Hole. Yeah. In high school, we used to go to the Donut Hole all the time. Um, loved that place. It's Gosh, it's been a while since I've not been to Wichita, but since I've really liked yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know if Doc Howard's is still around. I love Doc. It is not around it's anymore. Not. It's been close for a while. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've really enjoyed what Wichita has to offer. It's like I was loving Doc Howard's last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Yeah. I, um, yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything, I mean, it's been a while, but if you could improve something about Wichita, what would that be? Or what do you think Wichita still needs to kind of get over the hump? But I was Wichita need. Um, I think Wichita needs more breweries. Hmm. Like I know there's like some breweries. Maybe maybe a couple. Maybe like a Wichita Brewing Company, River there's, there's City Brewery. We actually have had a couple. That's something. There true. might that, be some that you just haven't. Been, been, yeah, that's been pop, that's the last couple of years. That's honestly there. been quite a few. Yeah. Have they? Okay, that's cool. Because yeah, I mean, I, I can really only think of like. River City Brewery. That's true. When you were living here, Kelsey, like it, there really wasn't no. a lot. Like a lot of these are newer within the last few years. Even like because we were gone really? most of 2016 and we came back, there was several that yeah, had like, just popped up like while we were gone. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited. So mm -hmm. next time That's you and Matt are in town, let's go on a pub crawl. Yeah. And... Let's do it. Oh, that Matt would love that. After yeah. you guys have That'd the babies. Yeah, we got to have babies You guys got to have the babies first. But... <laughs> hey, you know you can bring a baby to a brewery. It's true. I mean... <laughs> That's ba that's what we're doing. Double scroller. <laughs> yeah, that one you go to is really cool though. They have like a playset and all of that. Oh really? It's like family oh yeah, this cool. one in, this one down here. I think Wichita should have this where it's a brewery, but also like they have like 
it's very kid friendly and they have kids like um like a kids play yeah, you know, they, yeah i don't think any no i don't think norton's norton's has an outdoor area but it's not, not no like, like kids. play area it's for kids too that way kids can just run around and play and then you can just drink more beer maybe that's not a good idea <laughs> <laughs> no have some people supervising <laughs> yeah i mean you guess if you're going to be a parent you just have to learn how to be responsible first it's right? true <laughs> Do that part first. Um, so it's kind of a, the last big question, but what does Wichita mean to you? Um, oh, Wichita means the, literally the first word that popped in my head was home. And I think that home is such a general phrase, but like for me, it like home means like comfort and community. And um, I just, you know, you f- I feel very at peace when I'm driving into Wichita. I just feel like this is like, this is where my heart is. And this is where, my people are, and I don't, and I just feel very, I mean, I feel like that's where I belong, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like Wichita, I love being able to call Wichita home. It'll always be home. Definitely. Well, Wichita misses you guys, and yeah. um, we really appreciate you coming on. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, we will link up all of the blog and Instagram yeah. and everything like that. Um, Thanks, just real guys. quick, the Instagram is just, is it just Kelsey Brown blog? Yeah, just at Kelsey Brown blog. That's Kelsey with an I-E. So my name is so weird. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank awesome. you so much. For thank you guys me. so much. This was fun. Yeah, thanks, Kelsey. Yeah. Nice right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Witch Live Podcast. If you enjoyed, please share it with a friend and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you use. I'm putting all of the podcasts on YouTube now as well, and we'll start doing video podcasts for some episodes in the future. So go to Wichita Life Podcast on YouTube and subscribe today. If you want to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page. Thanks for the listen.